Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about a new set of regulations that have been just been published by the Securities and Exchange Commission. In June of 2019, the SEC issued a draft working paper in which they solicited feedback on a possible change to the definition of an accredited investor. The idea was to increase the number of investors who would be eligible for making Main Street investments. Over the span of several months, the SEC collected input from the investment community. Thousands of people sent comments on the proposal, including yours truly. Yesterday, the SEC announced the new definitions. I'm going to quote directly from their press release. The Securities and Exchange Commission today adopted amendments to the accredited investor definition, one of the principal tests for determining who's eligible to participate in our private capital markets. Historically, individual investors who do not meet specific income or net worth tests, regardless of their financial sophistication, have been denied the opportunity to invest in our multifaceted and vast private markets. For the first time, individuals will be permitted to participate in our private capital markets not only based on their income or net worth, but also based on established clear measures of financial sophistication. So the details of the new definitions are contained in the accredited investor definition in Rule 501A. And again, I'm going to quote, number one, they add a new category to the definition that permits natural persons to qualify as accredited investors based on certain professional certifications, designations or credentials issued by accredited educational institutions in which the commission may designate from time to time by order. In conjunction with the adoption of the amendments, the commission designated the order holders in good standing of Series 7, Series 65 and Series 82 licenses as qualifying natural persons. This approach provides the Commission with flexibility to reevaluate or add certifications, designations, or credentials in the future. That's number one. Number two, include as accredited investors with respect to investments in a private fund any natural persons who are knowledgeable employees of the fund. Number three, clarify that limited liability companies with $5 million in assets may be accredited investors, and they add SEC and state registered investment advisors exempt reporting advisors, and rural business investment companies to the list of entities that may qualify. Next, number four, they added a new category for any entity, including Indian tribes, governmental bodies, funds, and entities organized under the laws of foreign countries that own investments as defined in Rule 2A51 under the Investment Company Act in excess of $5 million, and as long as that entity wasn't formed for the specific purpose of investing in the particular securities offered. Number five, they've added family offices with at least $5 million in assets under management and their family clients, as each term is defined under the Investment Advisors Act. And they've finally added the term spousal equivalent to the accredited investor definition so that spousal equivalents, specifically common law partners, may pool their finances for the purpose of qualifying as accredited investors. So what does this mean for syndicators? It's too early to say exactly. We're waiting on guidance from our own securities lawyers on how to interpret the new changes. We'll do another episode in the near future once we have some legal opinions to share on the topic. Now, from my perspective, the new definitions are welcome change. I'll give you one small example. Family offices have been one of those entity types that fall into a legal gray zone. Clearly, they represent high net worth families that should easily meet the accredited investor definition. When I saw the new definition that added family offices to the list of accredited investors, it suggested to me that the SEC did not consider them to be accredited. My natural reaction was, what do you mean they're not accredited? They clearly represent the financial management 
of some very high net worth families. So the structure specifically may have disqualified them on paper, though not in spirit. And these clarifications are helpful in eliminating that ambiguity. There's been a prevailing sentiment among the private offering community that the SEC has been strongly in the camp of steering investors towards the public markets and maintaining Wall Street's near monopoly on investments in the U.S. Again, this is a welcome change that will be effective in 60 days from now. And we'll have more to say about it once we get some legal interpretations on the definitions. So as you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.